We lost a good friend on Friday. Sandy Daniels, um, Rick Daniels' wife, passed. But she was such a faithful servant of Christ, even though for decades she spent as a quadriplegic. She, she had MS, and she wasn't able to move. She still had a deep, deep faith. And something that really touched my girls, is they saw her joy through suffering and eventually death. And so I was inspired to look up this passage about how Christ is victorious over death and what that means for us. So it's more Hebrews 2 and it says Jesus Christ was made for a little while lower than the angels. He is God and he volunteered to be lower than the angels to be person, to become a person. Because of the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, so that by the grace of God he might taste death for everyone. We suffer, and we are dying. From the moment we're born, we're on our way toward death. Everyone goes through this. Sandy, a lot more. She suffered much more greatly than many. But we all do suffer. And we all do die. Differing levels. But what happens, without Christ, death wins. Everyone suffers. Everyone dies. Death wins. Jesus became a man, and he's sin-free. He is not a sinner. He's perfect. He's God. He also suffered and died. At our hands, he suffered and died. He also suffered because he's God, and he's down here in a human body. That's suffering, too, for him. We can't understand it. He suffered and died, but because he was sinless, he conquered death. Through that, through his death, he defeated death. That's really important because remember, over here, we suffer and die, and death wins. Jesus suffers and dies and beats death, victorious over death. Through faith in Christ. We gain that victory. He wins over death for us so that we who also suffer and die, instead of being won over by death, we can claim Christ's victory by having faith in him. All the stuff that Christ accomplished on the cross are ours through faith. It was fitting for him, for whom are all things. Remember when he rose from the grave, he called his disciples to him. 
And he said, all authority has been given to me over heaven and earth. He is king over all of these things. He is the sovereign God over all of these things. He won them back from the devil. He defeated the devil. He not only defeated death on the cross, he defeated the devil on the cross, and he defeated sin on the cross. Three enemies that of man. He defeated those things on the cross. We have given the devil authority over the earth. That's why Christ calls him the prince of this world. Because we, when Adam sinned, he essentially gave up his authority to take care of the earth and gave it to the devil. And the devil used that against us ever since. God's, Christ's death on the cross won earth back, won creation back. And it says here, for whom are all things, and through whom are all things. Remember, through Jesus, back in Genesis, God created the earth and the heavens through Jesus. Jesus was the Word. Jesus was made flesh. But at the time of Genesis, he was God's Word that said, let there be light, let there be this, let there be that. And through Jesus, all things were made. Then we, through sin, gave it away. And Jesus won it back. All things are his. In bringing many sons to glory, sons and daughters, he's gotten all of this stuff back through his death and resurrection so that he can lead us to glory. To perfect the author of their salvation through suffering. Now it says to perfect the author of our salvation. Jesus is perfect. He doesn't need perfecting. So what does this mean? It means to perfect his authorship of salvation. To perfect his saving us. Take one of the greatest novels in history, Tale of Two Cities, my favorite novel. Charles Dickens is the author of that. But he had to start writing it before it was written. It wasn't there. Charles Dickens was still a great writer, great writer of many, many great novels. But Tales of the Two, Tales of Two Cities hadn't been written yet. That doesn't mean Charles Dickens is less of a writer. It just means that he hasn't written it yet. So in Jesus coming to earth, and suffering and dying, that's like him putting pen to paper and authoring our salvation. While he was still God, up in heaven, because he's always God, he hadn't written it. So our salvation was imperfect. It was a promise from God. But Jesus had to physically be here on earth suffer and die for us, have victory over death for us in order for the authorship of salvation to be perfected. So it's not Jesus being made perfect through suffering and death. It's the authorship of our salvation being made perfect through his suffering and death. And when they say perfect, it is perfect. There is no other way 
to be saved except through Jesus Christ. Everyone's searching for their own way, but God made a way, and he revealed it to us in this book. When the two men are walking from Emmaus, they understand the Old Testament. But Jesus is then walking among them, and he says, what's, what's, what's going on? And they said, well, according to the Old Testament, there's this guy named Jesus, and he was supposed to be our Savior. But he died instead. They don't understand what we know. Because all they had was the Old Testament. And it was promising them a savior that even Jews today misinterpret as a political savior. And Jesus says, foolish men, you don't understand. Those things in the Old Testament point to me. I am the completion of that. It is not a political savior. It is your eternal savior. I am your eternal savior. All those things that they were said point to me, and I, he says, I'm going to read the exact words for you, foolish men, and slow apart to believe in all that the prophets have spoken. It means you, you read what the prophets have said, but you don't believe. Was it not necessary for the Christ to suffer these things and to enter into his glory? There it is. He could not perfect the authorship of salvation until he came and suffered and died like one of us. He who knew no sin, the just dying on behalf of the unjust, us. Christ died for us. And then he explains with Moses, and he says, shows them how everything points to Jesus not being a political savior, but being an eternal savior from sin through suffering and death. That's the completion. And that's why Paul says here in the letters to Hebrew, for this reason we must pay much closer attention to what we've heard. And that applies to us. We stop paying attention to this. And it says so that you we do not drift away from it. Because what happens is we don't keep ourselves in this word we will drift away just like those two men on the road to Emmaus they didn't understand the result of what all of the Old Testament was saying they didn't reach the conclusion and Christ had the New Testament is this is the conclusion that we should arrive at from the Old Testament do not drift away from it, for if the word spoken through the angels proved unalterable, and every transgression and disobedience received a just penalty, which is what they believed, they were still living under the law, how will we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? Jesus had to open up the Old Testament to them and explain what salvation meant. Which is what Paul does here. And I showed you with this. We suffer and die. Death wins. Christ suffers and dies. He wins. And then 
his victory is applied to us through faith. Stay in this. Remain in this. Read this. Study it. That don't mean go to seminary and spend hours and hours each day. Open it. Look at it. Breathe it. Understand that the words of the New Testament explain the Old Testament. The Old Testament has a direction, but it ends before that goal is reached. The goal is Christ. Christ died. He suffered and he died and he defeated death. And that's the whole purpose, so that we may live forever. Sandy knew this. Sandy was paralyzed for decades. She was unable to lift up a Bible and open it. But it was read to her every day. Sermons were preached to her every day, even when she couldn't get to church. Her beloved caretaker husband, Rick, played sermons for her every day. They shared the word together. She had friends come over and do Bible studies with her. She wasn't ever left out because she couldn't do it for herself. Her brothers and sisters in Christ came to her and made sure that she remained in the word so that her faith was strong her faith was pure, and she knew that Christ suffered and died for her, for her victory over death. And that's what happened on Friday, is she achieved victory over death through Christ, and is now walking, and is now dancing, and is now laughing, and her voice is strong now. And she's worshiping, and she's singing, and she's basking in Christ's light because she remained in the Word, and her faith got her through it.